Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Five wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. Well, Walker, it, it seems this day everybody, whether they're qualified or unqualified, they have an opinion on rookie quarterback Bryce Young. I would say that Michael Vick is of the the elk that that is qualified, having played the quarterback position okay. in the NF in the NFL in the NFC South at a very high rate. On yesterday, on Fox's pregame coverage. He said all Bryce needs to do is get that was to get a second win because it'll breed more confidence for him individually moving forward. Fight to get that next win. Um, getting getting wins and you know having success in the NFL it, it just breeds so much confidence and you know once you get a little taste of it just a, a snapshot of it you know you you turn into a different player you know you you become a different. Um, you know, quarterback in terms of your preparation, where thinking you like, I want more of that. I want more of that. You know, it's like, you know, uh, something that you just gotta have. It's a necessity. I, I need this win on Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Bryce, he had a stellar college career. Didn't face a lot of adversity, and this is good. We get to see what type of resolve he had. How important is it for Bryce Walker that that he gets at least one more win before his rookie season concludes? It would be nice to get some momentum before we head into his second season. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that you're continuing to roll with him as the starting QB. There's a decent amount of conversation right now suggesting that Bryce Young should sit because what is he learning? Is he learning bad habits? We've certainly seen him regress more than we've seen him improve ever since the Houston game. That's the reason that you would want to sit him. It's not because you're trying to wrap him in bubble wrap and make sure he doesn't get hurt, even though there is that advantage to just quite literally not putting him out there on the football field. But it's really about him continuing to practice bad habits and not learn from it because that doesn't look like a normal NFL offense. If what you're practicing more often than not is running from your for your life, practicing bad dropbacks, if that's really a problem with Bryce Young right now, according to David Tepper, according to some of the members texting David Tepper from the assistant coaching staff. If that's all a real issue, then why do we continue to keep practicing it if the offensive line is just going to continue to give pressure up the middle? If we're going to continue to see Bryce Young have such a slim margin for error, where if one, two, three things don't go right, then the play doesn't go right. If you have to have that many boxes that are checked off before you can have a successful play and other teams can do it, but this team consistently shows they can't, then I could understand why Bryce Young just might need to sit. The regress, the regression is the problem because he regressed against the Colts. It happened against the Chicago Bears. I thought you saw some decent signs against Tampa and Thomas Brown's first game back calling plays, but then against the Saints, that offense was just, it was it was awful. I couldn't stand watching that game yesterday. So we talked about the, be- the, the, the latest on the Bill Belichick stuff. And, you know, with Belichick, there's going to come some controversy. You got Deflategate. You've got Spygate. Well, over the Spectrum Center, you've got Anklegate or Bracegate regarding mm. the face of the franchise, LaMelo Ball. He talked with the media a little bit over the weekend and addressed the possibility of him maybe wearing ankle braces moving forward. 
And just last thing is with the braces. Do you, you plan on still not wearing braces? Or how's the how, what happened with the braces thing? Play it by the day. See see what happens. You know, try some things out. Just see how it feels. But the ones I had so far, I, I wouldn't wear those. So you want some basically some some what do you call? Them? I don't know. I don't know. So you would have to present it to me. Let me try them and like, see. Like some some ones made right for you, basically yeah, some custom right. fit joints. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walker, I'm sure this has been a daily talking point on the esteemed Locked on Hornets podcast. Unfortunately, yeah. Is this a situation, though, where ownership management needs to basically mandate, hey, we gave you a contract worth $250 million? Wear some ankle braces, man. They can tell them that all they want to, but if it's not in the contract that you're referring to, then I guess they can't. Oh, they had they need to put the provision in there like Callum Early had the film study. That's right, but we don't have any information as to him <laughs> wearing ankle braces in that contract, so what can you do to mandate that LaMelo wears them? This is, this is what I want to know because I am tired of the ankle brace conversation, and it's probably my fault for putting that out there on Twitter, even if we aired the interview that I had the same day where LaMelo told us that he doesn't wear ankle braces and he hasn't been doing it this entire season, despite telling us he was going to in the offseason. I'm tired of it because did he... I don't know what those trainers are telling him to do. That's the information that I want. That's what I want from LaMelo. I don't know if he's going to tell us, but if he's not wearing ankle braces, which clearly are used for protection for some of the other stars at point guard or shooting guard for their ankle protection, Steph Curry, the most common example, we even played a soundbite as to why it works to protect some of these ankles. It's not like, oh, ankle brace protection. It works somehow. We actually got some specific information as to how it helps prohibit you from ankle injuries. Trey Young is now wearing it. Here's what I want to know. If the training staff is not adamant that he wear them, then okay. I don't have enough information or education on the matter to disagree with those guys. I don't know if the ankle braces are going to 100% deter him from ever injuring it again. I just want to know if the training staff is telling him to do so. I just want to know what the training staff is doing to make sure that we can stay away from what has been a recurring problem for the last two years. Because what I don't want to do is something that LaMelo referred to. Hey, we'll just, you know, we'll see what God has in store for me and we'll see what happens as we continue to hit the court. But there have been other players. He even brought up Steph Curry that have had ankle injuries and have gotten past it. Even, you know, they've gotten past those problems before. Well, the Curry example, now we keep going back to it because he did wear the braces, but fine. There are other guys that have had the ankle injuries before and actually played some good basketball after him. I just don't want to go out, out there. If he gets injured again and there's no more protection, you didn't do anything then what are we doing with the star player here in the Charlotte with the Charlotte Hornets organization? Like something needs to be done rather than us just crossing our fingers and hoping he doesn't get injured anymore because now it's been a handful of times for both in for both ankles, one more seriously than the other. And let's just try to figure out a way for us to best prohibit him from experiencing anything like this as much as we possibly can, ankle braces or not. The best part was he addressed the possibility of him wearing the braces like an injury report day by day. Day to day, we're just going to go day by day to see if he needs to wear ankle braces or not. Lastly, um, yesterday, great game in Arrowhead, Kansas City and Buffalo. The rivalry was renewed between Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Big win for Allen on the road. And there was some controversy with the officiating that 
Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes had a problem with. I'll play you what Andy Reid had to say first on the officiating matter regarding Kadarius Tony being offsides. Normally, uh, if if it's even close, um, you get you get a warning. Uh, the head coach gets a warning. I mean, that normally, so I don't know. I didn't have a protractor out there, but um, it's a bit embarrassing. Can you give us just a sense of how rare it is? Yeah. I've been in the league a long time, and uh, I haven't had one like that. So not where, not where, at least for that kind of a position there, that it, it's not uh, given a heads up to. All right, there is what the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs had to say on the matter. Here's what the quarterback of the Chiefs, Patrick Kermit Mahomes, had to say on the offsides call. To take the game into his hands over a call like that that doesn't affect the play at all, at all, didn't affect anything. Um, I mean, it's just tough, man. And like I said, man, that's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play that won't be shown because we threw a flag on for offensive offsides. And so it takes away from not only this game and this season, but from a legendary career that Travis has had. And I mean, that hurts me because I know how, how hard he works for it. Man, how soon until Taylor Swift writes a song about either Kadarius, Tony, or bad officiating? Classic, classic. They're becoming classic. I So, like, here's my thing. As a guy that isn't a Chiefs fan but loves Chiefs Andy Reid and love Patrick Mahomes, he's the Steph Curry of the NFL. I'm going to watch that dude every time that I can. This was always going to happen. Whenever you see dynasties form, they become complainers, whiners, crybabies. Jordan's Bulls whined and, and cried. Magic's Lakers. Kobe's Lakers. Tom Brady's Patriots, the 90s Cowboys, because great teams and great players get all the calls. And this time they did not get their call. And boy, oh boy, do they throw a temper yeah, tantrum from like, like, like you see from a three-year-old at the McDonald's. But this was always going to happen. And so while they're getting made fun of, I think we should all just be surprised it took six years into their legendary run for them to publicly turn into the villain. Those guys are so loud wrong about this too. Oh yeah. They're so they're very loud, they're very frequent, and they're very wrong in just how frustrated they are with the officials who got spicy with their retort yesterday. They actually said, Hey, when Kadarius Tony is lined up so far into the neutral zone that I can't see the football as a line judge, then I'm going to call that because it's egregious enough for me to throw the flag. That's the problem. I understand that they want some kind of warning. A lot of officials will do it if it's not egregious enough to actually blow the whistle or throw the flag. Hey, make sure you're not grabbing onto the jersey this long a time before a defender beats you. If you're playing basketball, whatever. Hey, make sure you're setting those screens and you're not moving your left foot, whatever, so I don't have to call a moving screen on you. You see different types of warnings all throughout, every, like even in the whatever, the framing and strike zones. I don't know. You see warnings all the time for different people. But when it's that bad, which clearly he's off, clearly he's in the neutral zone. He's right there next to the football. Oh, yeah. What do we want the official to do? We want him to not throw the flag and then say, hey, watch it. Like he's almost lining up where the defensive linemen are lined up. That's how far in Kadarius Tony is. And for Pat Mahomes, like, He's clearly just furious after the game. He said something to Josh uh, Josh Allen after he shook his hand. He continued to talk about it, how it was one of the worst bleeping calls he's ever seen. Andy Reid is telling you that it's embarrassing. 
the Pat Mahomes stuff on it affecting Travis Kelsey's legacy. Hilarious. That was by far, okay, now you are just losing all control of your emotions. Now, that's the most ridiculous thing. No one's going to look back at this play on deciding whether Travis Kelsey should be in the Hall of Fame or not or whether he's the best tight end. Hey, if Kadarius Toney just would have been lined up on the right side, Travis Kelsey would be above Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. But because he didn't, Travis Kelsey is now below him. That doesn't make any sense. I love him. They are my favorite head coach QB combo in maybe NFL history. I love watching these guys together. But sometimes your heroes can be loud and wrong, and that's what I'm experiencing right now. Every hero either turns himself into the villain or, you know, they ride off into the sunset like Batman did in in The Dark Knight Rises. I also, like for me as a guy that loves the league and loves watching other quarterbacks play, it's easy to see how much Patrick Mahomes loves the game when he's going to five straight AFC championship games. But you're seeing the competitor that exists in him really come out because they're eight and five and my man ain't happy. And I think we should embrace that and be excited to know that, yeah, the best guy, the best quarterback in our league in this generation of athlete where we don't know. I mean, Lamar Jackson quit on his team last year in the playoffs. This guy isn't going <laughs> to quit. You go. This guy isn't going to quit. And I might be wrong. They're still my favorite to come out of the AFC yeah. wide receiver issues or not. And I know he's never played a road playoff game. But as long as that dude's got the ball and a chance to win, I think they're going to have it. I still think they're coming out of the AFC. All right, I could have done without the shade on Lamar Jackson.